Hello, and welcome to the Laverne Church of Christ podcast, and thank you for joining us. You can find us at 244 Old Nashville Highway, Laverne, Tennessee, 37086. We hope that any time you are in the area, you will stop by and join us for worship. Our Sunday morning worship is at 9 a.m., with Bible classes following. Our Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m., and we also have a Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Well, good evening. Tonight is the annual time that we set aside to celebrate our seniors from high school who are graduating and has become our custom. I like to speak on that night, mainly because it gives me an opportunity to say very, very good and very kind things about that group. So as you will probably extract from that, tonight will be a very short lesson. No, not at all. We have... uh, Four high school seniors that are that have graduated to this point and that are moving into the next phase of their life. And for those of us who have been through that, even if a great number of years ago, you know it can be a kind of a scary time of life, kind of a challenging time of life, figuring out who you are and where you belong and what you'll do next. There's a lot of decisions you have to make and a lot of guidance you'll get from a lot of different directions, and it's just can be just a little bit overwhelming. And so as these four young people move forward into the next portion of their time here on earth. Let's remember to lift them up in prayer and give them encouraging words and comfort that it's going to be okay. You're all going to be great. You're going to have great jobs and great, a great family and a great career. And, and most importantly, you're just going to be great Christians. Amen. And that's the thing that we have to look forward to. So I'm going to talk a little bit about each one of the seniors tonight in light of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. When our Lord begins there and talks about the Beatitudes, and I carefully read through those Beatitudes multiple times and considered each of our graduates and thought which one of those blessings applied most directly to them, and I came up with my four Beatitudes that apply to our four particular seniors. Now, as you read through those, you might disagree with me, and that's okay. It's all right for you to be wrong. You can share those with them later. Uh, But I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do it in alphabetical order by last name, because last year they asked me, how did you pick who went first and the person that went last? You know, last year I just saved the best for last, so tonight we'll just do it in alphabetical order. Uh, Kevin Brito. Kevin, are you in the auditorium tonight? Oh, good. Let's talk about him. Uh, Kevin is probably at work. Kevin's a hardworking young man, and as I read through the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, verse number 7 is where my eyes stopped and affixed as I thought about the kind of person that Kevin Brito is in the youth group and as a young man. Verse number 7 reads like this, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Kevin is a tough guy. And, and I'm just going to say this since he's not here. I'll tell if he was here. Uh, at, almost at the end of every Wednesday night Bible lesson downstairs, you know, the teens stay down there for quite a while. And that's because they, uh, they like to spend time with one another. They like to to talk to one another, and they all like to wrestle Kevin to the ground. All the boys, anyway. So they get over there on the rug, and they they get just going at it, just wrestling, and I know they're probably not supposed to do that, but I stay out of it. They wrestle and wrestle, and Kevin's a good wrestler. You'll see some of his awards back there tonight at some of the photos, and and he gets himself all worked up and gets a good sweat on, and then he comes over to give me my post-class hug. And every time I pray and say in his ears, I'm hugging him, 
please don't kill me. And he squeezes a little bit tight, but lets me go because Kevin is merciful. Kevin and I are, uh, developed a great relationship because oftentimes when we have our joint services, he is my translator, and he's great at it. And the reason that that works so well is because Kevin is merciful. From time to time, someone will not be in class, and from time to time, I'll have to miss class, and it never fails that Kevin sends me a merciful text right as class is starting saying, hey, where are you? And I'll reply back if, you know, last week I, I kind of tweaked my back and so I couldn't come to class and I told him, I said, you know, I'm getting old and I tweaked my back and, and he wrote right back, is there anything you need? Because if so, call me and let me know because Kevin Brito is merciful. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Kevin, thank you for your example of showing mercy to those around you. Thank you for example of showing your mercy to me so we can mirror you and mirror your merciful attitude in our community and truly shine the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Amador and, and Maria, thank you so much for your example in raising Kevin and bringing him to church, and encouraging him, and being the parents that God would have you to be. We appreciate that so much. And thank you for teaching Kevin to serve, and to be such a hard worker in the church. Kevin Brito is merciful. We ought to be merciful too. Maddie Greenfield. Maddie was a challenge because, so many, like all of them, so many of the verses apply to him. But verse number 6 of Matthew chapter 5 really stood out to me when thinking of Maddie. It says, Blessed are those who, are, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Maddie asks, I don't know, 30 or 40,000 questions a week, it seems like. And, and that's fantastic because her questions are always about the Bible or about how to talk to one of her friends or about a conversation she's had with one of her friends and wants guidance on how to move that conversation to the next level. Maddie is thirsty for God's word. She is thirsty for righteousness. She's hungry to do God's work and to have an impact on those around her. And that example is wonderful. She asks not just questions, but she asks well thought out questions. And then she writes down the answers in a notebook, something that I did not do as a kid that I wish I would have. Because when you write things down, you just remember it better. She seeks opportunities to share her faith with her friends. And then when she has success with, with one of her friends, I'll ask her to share that in class about an interaction she's had with a classmate, and she'll do that and encourage the rest of us. Maddie, thank you so much for being so hungry for God and His Word. And Maddie's going away to college down to Florence, Alabama. And she's already went down there with her family and found a great congregation with which to work in, and specifically the college ministry there associated with the campus. You know, when you think about those things first, you are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. And thank you to Michael and for Christy for raising her and sharing her with us. First Thessalonians, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 17, verse 11 says this. These were more fair-minded, this is speaking of the Bereans, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And Maddie Greenfield searches her Bible, not just reads it, searches it, and looks for those things that she can positively share with those that are around her. And her parents, Michael and Christy, thank you so much for 
taking her down to Alabama and finding that good place for her to fit. And Christy, thank you for sharing your height with all of your children. And a sense of wonder in Maddie. You can see the excitement in her eyes. And thank you to Michael and Christy for doing that. Natalia. Oh, sweet Natalia. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Natalia is the epitome of someone who is meek, someone who is kind, someone who is soft-spoken yet passionate, someone who cares and thinks very deeply about her beliefs, but if you talk to her about what the Bible says, is willing to adjust those beliefs to match God's Word. And that is the definition of meekness. And thank you so much for showing that to us, Natalia. Natalia has faithfully ridden the bus. She's graduating high school, but she's faithfully ridden the bus and come into services since she was in elementary school. I think Barry said the third grade, is that right? The third grade. She's come here because she's wanted to come here, because you've wanted her to be here, and that requires meekness and bravery and courage. Sometimes Natalia feels a little frightened by things that are around her, but she gets on that bus. She gets on that bus when I don't know that I would have gotten on that bus. I don't know that at 30 years old I would have gotten on that bus every single service. And notice, by the way, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. What a wonderful example she is to us. She has a quiet spirit. I wrote down this note. She has a quiet spirit until she doesn't. <laughs> She'll sit there for a long time just taking things in, and all of a sudden it just comes right, just comes right back out. And I absolutely love spending time with her in class and in private conversations. She is just so wonderful. She stands up for what she believes in. And I appreciate and admire that so much. Zephaniah chapter 2, verse number 3 says, Seek the Lord. All you meek of the earth who have upheld his justice, seek righteousness, seek humility, that it may be that you, are, you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Natalia's parents, Louise, who I had an opportunity to meet by the grace of God just a few weeks ago, what wonderful parents she has. Her mom's name is Natalia as well. And I want to thank them for letting, them, letting their child in the third grade walk out and get on that bus. Again, think about that, parents. A strange bus with Barry Ashton pulling up. <laughs> making them salute and say, permission to abort, sir. <laughs> and letting them get on the bus and come here. What wonderful, gracious, loving, kind people they are. And the conversations I've had with Natalia about the teachings that her mom and dad talk to them about. Wonderful, grace, gracious people. And uh, just can't wait to get to know them better. Thank you to your whole family for sharing your precious daughter with us. And Josh Strickland. Josh Strickland, again, is one that so many of the Beatitudes apply to, but it had to go a little bit deeper down the verses, the verse number nine. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Josh, in my estimation, I'm not saying he doesn't get riled up because I think he does, but it seems to take a lot to get Josh to get riled up. And here's how I know that. Uh, Cynthia Arnold will tell you this. I like to rile people up. I enjoy it. 
And uh, she bought me a great shirt for it, you know, said, I like to push buttons right on it. It's from Sonic, though, and I can't wear it because people ask me for corn dogs. So, but Josh, you know, we'll, we'll be on the bus and we'll be picking at one another, and, and pretty soon everyone's getting a little bit lathered up, and it's a lot of fun. Not Josh. He's over there one going, hey, you know, it's whatever, whatever. He's the one when you, when you when sometimes in the group, sometimes teens, sometimes adults may, get, may start talking about one another a little bit. And Josh will kind of go, hey, hey, maybe that's not the way that we should be doing things. Blessed are the peacemakers. Josh is slow to anger. But don't mistake that, that for apathy. He has a gentle spirit that overcomes you with kindness. What an incredible personality that he has. Josh always seeks and always just naturally finds the best in everyone. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says this. Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. David and Melanie, you've done a great job. Thank you for that. When I started thinking about whose personality, David or Melanie's, that Josh has, I couldn't really come up with one. David doesn't have a personality, (laughs) and Melanie is anything but quiet. So uh, however that mixed together, somewhere Josh met right in the middle. And he is so fantastic. Thank you, Josh, for your calmness and for your courageous, contagious ability to make peace. And to all of you, all four graduating seniors, I believe Matthew chapter 5, verse number 8 applies to you as well. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. As I read through the, the verses over and over again, I thought, well, there's one more that applies to me. Blessed are you who mourn, for you'll be comforted. I'll be comforted by seeing you as Christians for the long term. I'll be comforted at your weddings when you're marrying Christians, there when you have your children and raise them as Christians. I'll be comforted as you succeed in your Christian walk and in your Christian life, but I'm going to miss you at the youth group, and I know everyone else will as well. (laughs) To the graduates, three pieces of advice. Number one, your most important relationship was with Jesus Christ. First, foremost, no questions. Number two, your faith is, and I say this to all graduating people or anybody that's going to the next phase of life, your faith is not based on your location. Your faith can be strong in Alabama. It can be strong in Alaska. It can be strong in Florida. It can be strong wherever you are because your faith is about you and your relationship with God and not about a certain place. Now look, I know a lot of you have been at Laverne a very long time. And this place will always be special, and it should be. But wherever you're planted, grow. Number three, living for Christ takes intentional choices. You're not going to luck into being a good Christian. You're not going to stumble into a great relationship with the church wherever you are. You're not going to stumble into into living a righteous and whole life. You have to make intentional choices. So every day, make an intentional choice to be the best Christian you can be. If you do those three things, you'll be, there's a whole lot of other advice that that can go along with it, but you'll you'll be just great.
you'll be just, just absolutely great. Now to the congregation. Thank you for your influence on these four young people. Thank you for allowing them to grow in the sermons and in the Bible classes. So many of you, if I were to ask, raise your hands, if you've ever taught one of these young people, there'd be a lot of hands in the air. If I were to say, if you've ever given them advice, raise your hands, there'd be a lot more hands in the air. If you ever provide counseling and assurance and comfort and love, everyone would raise their hand. Thank you for this. And I have this piece of advice for the congregation as well. And this applies to all of the young couples, but not the Brito family or the King family. We need to have more babies. This is a soapbox issue with me, just a minute. And, I, and look, I know, I, we, we had three children, and uh, we had two of them on purpose. So, two, two Christians, I love Gavin. <laughs> he was our pleasant surprise. Two Christians, if you make two Christians, that's just even. If two Christians make three Christians, that's a net gain. If two Christians make five Christians, that's the kings. If two Christians make six Christians, man, let's fill the world with Christians. Let's be fruitful and multiply and fill the world for God. We need to be out converting those who are lost and growing the church externally to internally. And I absolutely 100% support that in every single way and love to be a part of that. But I wish I could go back in time and convince my wife to have 12 kids because I hear they're cheaper by the dozen. Young people, I know this is easy for me to say when I don't have to raise them, right? But let's, let's fill the church with babies crying. Three, four, five children. Let's fill the church and fill the pews and fill the earth with righteous Christians to have an impact. Celebrating our seniors is a time to look back and to look forward. Today, I took the Avila boys and my son, they carried some furniture for me down to my office in Green Hills. And when we were in the office, somehow we ended up on my computer and I was pulling up pictures from 1999 and 2000 from fall retreats and spring retreats and vacation Bible schools and popped up pictures of Barry. And the Avilas did not recognize him because he was so young. And I popped up pictures of David and they recognized him but were just amazed by the color of his hair and by his physical size. I pulled up pictures of Paul Gentry, and they all said at the same time, he looks exactly the same. <laughs> I don't know where, and Kim, they said Kim did too. I said, you need to take a closer look. But anyway, uh, they said, they were like, and I, I agree, whatever the Gentrys are eating and drinking at their house, we need to all share in that fountain of youth. And I pulled up a picture of Josh, and all three boys said, you said these pictures are old, that's Nathan. He looks so much like Nathan. It's a time, we had a great time looking in the past. And as we think about these four seniors and thinking about their past, the past is the past, and now it's time to look to the future. And one day, someone will be standing around a computer screen, and they'll be looking at pictures of 2015 and 2016 and 2017, and your photos will be on those screens. And one of the, the things I enjoyed most about looking at those pictures, with the, especially with the Avila's, is where there were so many people in those pictures then, a long time ago, that are still here now, or are still faithful members of the Lord's church somewhere. And we can explain and tell those stories about so many people stayed faithful from all those years ago to now and still faithful to the Lord. That's the future we want for you seniors, is to be faithful years and years into the future.
We love you. And tonight we honor you. If you're here tonight and you are not a Christian, then you won't get to enjoy. Actually, before this lesson, John asked me, can you tell me what your last sentence is going to be, last two sentences, so he'll know when to come up. Here he comes now. And I told him, the last two sentences, what I'll probably say is, please, please stop your applause. But I think it's, <laughs> we'll go with something else instead. If you're not a Christian tonight, l listen, these four high school seniors are all Christians. All four of them are Christians. And some of them have been Christians for quite some time. And the reason that we can celebrate them so confidently, we can say their future is so bright, and, and, and they're going to be such great successes, is because they are children of Almighty God. And if you're here tonight and you don't have that blessing, then you can't be celebrated the same way. The same things can't be shared about you. If you're not a Christian, then let's just take care of that. We can have a double, triple celebration. Jared, four seniors, and your soul as well. All at the same time, back here in a few moments. A few days ago, I suggested Maddie make me my favorite dessert, and she did tonight, so we can celebrate that too. If you're here tonight and you're not a Christian, please, for the love of your soul, consider coming forward and, and joining the, the best, joining with the best Savior, the, the only Savior, Jesus Christ, saying, I, I, I surrender my life to you, and I give my life to you so that I can celebrate my future. And I can look forward, forgetting about what's in the past, and looking forward to a bright and beautiful and wonderful tomorrow. If you're not a Christian, please, in just a few moments, we're going to invite you to come forward. Have the bravery to get on the bus. Have the meekness to say, I'll come forward. Have the thirst for righteousness and the, and the hunger for righteousness say, I'm going to do whatever's necessary and come forward and I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to confess the sweet name of Jesus. I'm going to be baptized for the remission of my sins and I'm going to be saved tonight so that there can be peace in your life. Or perhaps you're tonight and you're a Christian, you've wandered away. That is, brings tears to your eyes. But if you're here tonight, you can come back and it'll only take a few moments of your time, and then it'll carry you for a lifetime into eternity. If you're here and you need to respond to the Lord's invitation, the congregation is ready, willing, and able to serve you. Won't you come? We'll stand and sing to encourage you. Thank you for listening to this message from God's Word. If you have any questions, please email them to us at office at lavernecoc.org. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we hope you have a blessed day.